one thing I'm so proud of about with C5 is I didn't have resources. People didn't come back mm -hmm. into the inner city and show me what an office building looked like. Right. Or show me what a leader outside of the drug dealer down the street. They didn't show me those leaders that, that were in the community. Whether, and those leaders being someone that looked like me. Yeah. Maybe my skin tone. You know, they, I didn't see that growing up. All I saw was that the guy that was the most successful was a drug dealer who drove the Cadillac down the street, right? Worth and you're in New York City and you move to New York City, somebody says, Hey, where are you from? Do you say Fort Worth? Fort Worth. You do? I yeah. think, yeah, I think you as a person Dallas. that lives here, you would, yeah, you wouldn't say Dallas. Yeah, you wouldn't say Dallas. They would probably say, Oh, you're from Dallas. Right. Somebody, no, no, no. Yeah. But would you say, like, because people are going to say, like, if, if somebody is from maybe Europe or something, you say, they say, Where are you from? You say Fort Worth. Yeah. Fort yeah. Worth, Texas. They're probably going to be like, it's by Dallas. Like, no, they're going to yeah, it's by Dallas. Yep. <laughs> you might as well just say Dallas. No, no. Dallas, no. Fort Worth. It's two Dallas, different places. Two different places. You two don't, I know it is, two, two, two different places. You don't right. even do that. Right. You're just Come like, on. no, I'm Press go. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, we know Darren's a busy man. So I got to get to a five. Darren's very busy. All right, we're live. All right, am I opening us up today? I am. It used to be my show. I don't know what happened. When did it change uh, over? We changed over this year. To this year, the beginning of this year, we changed okay. to the One Shot Podcast, well, that. which has been awesome. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks, but yeah. it's it's been in the making for a long time, and it's it, I tell you what, it's been the best transition that we've we've uh, ever had on the within this. Were you tired podcast. of honoring yourself? So no, I just no. think there's just so much more substance to yeah. who we are. <laughs> than just he got, Darren he got, yeah, he got tired just, of saying, welcome to the Darren Woods show. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we were, we're not a sports show. Oh, okay. Danny. I mean, we, we, you know, yeah. we, we love the journeys and we love to talk about, you know, things that are happening in our, in our world currently gotcha. today and how we can make people better. And which I want, that's the segue to where, who we are in, in, in today's conversation with Danny Bethune today, who is the executive director uh, of C5 Texas, my very own C5 Texas, which I am the spokesperson for C5 Texas. Danny, how are you? I'm well, and you today? I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing great. You've been waiting on your, waiting on you. I was going to cuss. Too. I know, right? I was just about to cuss, <laughs> Daddy. I was just about to. See. You had me right time. there. I've been yeah, waiting right. on you. Like, You've like been a, late yeah, today. It's like you a know? diamond under pressure. And that's the thing, Danny. You're never late. You're never late. I know. And this is the thing about you, Danny, because I, I know you're, you're the executive director, and we're going to get into C5 mm -hmm. Texas, but, you know, I, and I'm going to let you tell us who C5 Texas is, but we work with a lot of kids from that seventh grade uh, to all the way up to their, their senior year in high school, and then look, some of them beyond that at times. Course, so yeah. uh, one thing that you do not play with is time. No. You don't yeah. play around with time. No. I told Ben, I said, Danny is not going to be late. No. She's always 15, 10, 15 minutes yeah, early. No, yeah, and then you show up 15 <laughs> minutes late. Sorry. I'm like, man, that's crazy, listen, isn't it? We don't ever get time back. We don't get that don't time, get back. time back. Yeah, no, yeah. No. And we lost like 15 minutes listen, today. Listen, you were waiting patiently. I'm, thank you. <laughs> thank you. For and I'm telling the kids today when, we, when I see them. Please don't say that. Don't uh, tell them that. We'll be look, a good Danny, example. <laughs> so Danny Bethune is the executive director of C5 Texas. Danny, 
Uh, tell us a little bit about C5 Texas. Yeah, so C5 Texas, we're a five-year youth leadership development program for first-generation college students here in the um, North Texas area. So helping those students through leadership development, learning those important 21st century skills that they're missing nowadays, mm -hmm. um, helping them with getting into college, applying to college, and making sure they get work to complete college. Um, also working with youth volunteerism, ensuring that our kids know how to give back to the communities they mm -hmm. serve. And then also with just uh, youth activism, being able to learn how to be an active activist and an advocate right. um, for community issues that are taking place and then helping them build their own personal growth over the course of a five-year time period. So you said first-generation youth or first-generation college of youth. So you're working with kids whose parents, grandparents, did not attend university, correct? Yes. And, and this is the first group, or, or you're, I guess we're trying to raise up a generation of, of children that have education beyond the high school level, and, and that's what this organization does, exactly. correct? First-generation yeah. college students are students that neither one of their parents either attended or graduated um, from college. And so we are. We're trying to help build a generation of leaders that understand the importance of education, but also working to stop, you know, generational poverty that may be taking place in the family. And it becomes an example for any siblings that they have, right? They're mm -hmm. able, the oldest brother or sister goes off to school, mm -hmm. and they set an example for their other siblings to also follow in that journey. That's awesome. That's all. Is there a specific area of, of town, of the city, of the state? Yeah, you guys work we're, with? we're all over Central and North Texas. So working in the Dallas-Fort Worth area mm -hmm. as well as down in that Austin, Round Rock, Pflugerville, Temple mm -hmm. area as well. Yeah. yeah, so what what led you, Danny? I, and I know you've been in that philanthropic space for a long time, but what led you to C5 Texas? The mission. Mm. The mission of helping to change the odds for high-potential youth and knowing that I was one of those high-potential youth when I was in school, like mm -hmm. had all the characteristics to do well in school, um, but also just needed additional support, and I had mm -hmm. that along the way. But it was the mission of the organization and knowing that I was helping young people create their own futures, right. and that made a difference. So give us give us the history, because a lot of people don't know who C5 Texas. So this is our first time our listeners are, are listening to this. Give us the history and the background of C5 Texas. Yeah, so C5, uh, just C5 all around started as a Coca-Cola product. I always mm -hmm. tell people that. Um, John Alms, who was the CEO of Coca-Cola at the time, had a ranch out in Wyoming. And so he would take inner city Los Angeles kids out to his ranch every summer. They do the traditional, you know, kayaking, canoeing, swimming, mm -hmm. all those fun things. And then he was also teaching them leadership as a part mm. of being out in that environment. Well, Coca-Cola noticed the work that he was doing was like, hey, we're interested in really expanding upon this as a program mm -hmm. that we can support. Mm. Literally, C5 came out of the Coca-Cola Foundation. The Coca-Cola Foundation kind of got started because of our organization. Um, from there, they went out and got the leading youth development um, professionals, um, educators, really to say, what do first-generation students need to be successful? Not only when they go off to school, but just building them better for their mm -hmm. own communities. And so C5 evolved out of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So so walk us through what life is like for a typical child that, that comes into the C5 program. What what is what is home life like? What does that usually look like for them? Yeah, so many of our kids come from single parent or multi-generational households. So they either have, you know, grandma, grandpa, mm -hmm. aunts and uncles and cousins mm -hmm. in the home with them. So sometimes it can be large families. Sometimes it could just be them and their, their mom or dad. Um, they most often are BC students. You know, mm. not the A student that mm. we're looking, you know, that most people would think would kind of be in a program like this. Normally are living in, you know, communities that could be considered risky. 
um, you know, high crime, high poverty um, areas of, of town. And then also there are kids that are sometimes, you know, forgotten or ignored in the classroom, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, the kid that's not the most popular, the most outgoing mm -hmm. student in the classroom, but the kid that's kind of that's in the balance could go either way right. and needs that additional support to really get them on the right track or help them to be on the right track. Yeah, you said it was a lot like your, like your the way you grew up as, as well. That individual could be possibly have been you. That's yeah. me as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, I grew up in a single family household. My mom raised four kids. Uh, I could have gone either way. I could have gotten into gang violent and violence and, and just been on those streets or I could have just been a, you know, BC student, either one. And, right. and the one thing we didn't have, one thing I'm so proud of about with C5 is I didn't have resources. People didn't come back mm -hmm. into the inner city and show me what an office building looked like right. or show me what a, a leader outside of the drug dealer down the street. They didn't show me those leaders that, that were in the community, whether, and those leaders being someone that looked like me, yeah. maybe my skin tone. <laughs> You know, they, I didn't see that growing up. All I saw was that the guy that was the most successful was a drug dealer who drove the Cadillac down the street, right? So, you know, for me, it's, it's always been, it's like the purest feeling of giving back when you can bring a young child who's 15 years old, 16 years old, who's never been out of their bubble, the inner city bubble. Maybe they see the, DF, the Dallas-Fort Worth skyline, and it's right down, the office buildings are right down the street, but they've never entered that building. They have no idea what's going on. And you give them that experience. You take them to that office building. You, you allow them to meet doctors, uh, lawyers, or just any type of leader within in the community. And that is so fulfilling because you see the brightness. You see the, the kids' eyes light up when they see something new. It's exposure, right? Yeah. Exposure and experiences. And for young people who rarely, like you said, come mm -hmm. out of their own communities, they stay within a mile radius right. of their homes. Mm -hmm. The opportunity to be able to go on college tours, yeah. go to camp. Summer yeah. camp isn't. And a I want you to walk experience. us through yeah. that. I mean, walk yeah. us through that. So seventh grade, what happens? Seventh, eighth, ninth. Yeah. All so the way seventh up. grade, their students are nominated to our program. So a teacher, counselor, you know, some a coach notices this kid and says, "I think you should be a part of this program." The uh, student then submits an application, very similar to as if they were going to college, because mm -hmm. we're starting to get that mind, mm -hmm. you know, turning mm -hmm. in that direction. Mm -hmm. And then um, after they complete their application, we interview them. Darren has been a part yeah. of the interview oh. process, and it's it's mm -hmm. amazing to oh. hear stories of it seventh is. graders, to just hear their minds, especially as middle schoolers. Yeah. There's a lot of peer pressure during that time frame, mm -hmm. so the opportunity to kind of talk about yourself with you know without a filter is is exciting for the seventh graders. And then once we go through the interview process, we'll select. Um, a certain number of students who will then start the C5 journey mm -hmm. with us. And so um, that summer before they start eighth grade, they'll spend about 20 plus days at a summer camp that we have doing the same things I talked mm -hmm. about, the hiking, yeah. kayaking, canoeing, archery, right. swimming, but also learning about leadership, learning how to be character driven, learning right. about themselves as a seventh and grader. That's and, deep. And, and, yeah, like, I yeah. know we're going to keep moving on, yeah, but I want definitely. you to, I want you to elaborate on this because I went to the camp last, last year, actually pre COVID, yeah, well, pre -COVID. A, pre -COVID. a couple of yeah, years ago, pre COVID. And I'm seeing these kids and it's just not about kayaking and having a good time and archery and all that. They have to clean the rooms. They have to go mm. clean the bathrooms. They have to, you know, march together. They have to be, you know, as one. And that's where you, you start to see, you, I'm watching kids who, you know, the first couple of days they're at the camp and they're missing mom and dad or, or whomever, grandma. Or and, and then about a week into this thing, 
and they're they're full ready and they're ready to go. They're standing up in front of people and they're talking and they're fully engaged. So talk, elaborate a little bit more on that one. Yeah. So you know, you get to camp and camp becomes your home. Yeah. So now mom isn't there to pick up clothes. It's your responsibility yeah. to pick up your clothes, wash your own clothes. It's your responsibility to keep not only the area you're living in, but all the rest of the common areas yeah. together. We are working to build community mm-hmm. so while they're there so that they get that experience that once they go off to college, this is what community looks like. Right. And this is how you build community. Also, they're there with kids that they don't generally go to school with. Mm-hmm. So how do you now start to build friendships with folks that are just not commonplace mm-hmm. to you? Because when you go off to school, you're going to have to do that. Learn how to build relationships with people that may not be a part of your circle right. and your crew. And it gives them that opportunity to do that and discover themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to be out in an environment that is not your home, I, I think it's both great for the student, but it's also great for the families. Right. Because at some point you need, as a parent, you have to let your child go. Mm-hmm. And this is just those early stages of helping families to learn that they can be dependent upon each other, but independent of one another yeah. as well so that their child has a chance to find their own voice. Yeah. So they can't, they do feel comfortable right. going off And this college. is a big step for yeah. parents. It's yes. a big step for I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're focusing on the kid, which is obviously, which that's great, but the parent too has to trust that this group is has my, my kid's best interest. Exactly. And, and how much buy-in do a, does a typical parent, like, is this something that they want for their kids? Is there some resistance there? I mean, there I'm is, assuming it's different. It's both, yeah, right? It's, it's both. both. It's, they want this experience mm-hmm. for their kids, but their child has never been away from home mm-hmm. for all these days, right? right? And so there's a little bit of insecurity on the parents' part as well because they're missing their baby, don't know mm-hmm. how the mm-hmm. child is going to respond to being mm-hmm. out in that environment by themselves. But listen, you get parents who will email us every day, how's my child doing? And you get some parents who don't, Call it all. You know, they just have kind of released it, but they're excited to know that their child has this opportunity because, like I said, summer camp isn't cheap. No, and, right. you know, it's not a cheap experience. And so for these students who don't have to pay anything, yeah. right, it's a free program right. for these young people. It's exciting and it's worthwhile and it's worth them doing. So I'm always there to talk to parents about let your baby go. Yeah. yeah. Let them come on to camp yeah. and let and see the difference that you'll experience and that they'll have when they, when they come get back, back home. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So is the, is the camp just in your seventh grade year? It is in seventh. It is before you enter eighth grade and ninth grade year. So it's two years so of two years summer of camp. Yep. Two years of summer camp. And then the third year we go on a hiking trip in the Rocky mountains. So we'll spend, they'll spend seven days out there hiking mm-hmm. um, with 30% of their body weight on their back. So <laughs> you're talking about, you know, sleeping, eating, experiencing. And one thing that I love about that, that trek that they go on is that you get them out of their environment where drama is just ensuing right. all around them <laughs> and you get them in an experience where it's natural drama right mm-hmm. and so your thought and your choices and decisions you make are different mm-hmm. than the choices and decisions that you're making when you're at home because now you're also responsible for a whole group of other people that are with you they have like leaders of the day right so that leader of the day is basically taking them on the journey to the top of the mountain so they're responsible for holding the, the, the map and the compass and saying, hey, the yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Are, we, are we going to actually try to hike up this mountain? How many miles are we going to try to get in today? Mm. And this past summer, we sent uh, two groups of leaders to camp over a seven day period. One group hiked seven miles. Mm. The other group hiked 17 miles. Oh, my. So there was a difference, right, Uh in how the groups were Mm. working with Mm. one another based on basically in some ways and how they got up the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And and how many kids are in this this 
going on these trips. So it can vary depending on our class sizes, how many kids will go on the trip. We'll try to send at least 25 or more okay. students on their trip because remember, we're we flying. love to send more. Yeah, we love yeah, to send more, no. but you're talking about the expense it's, of flying right. sure, kids sure. out mm-hmm. to the destination and well, then getting them it, hiking. It's interesting you choose that as the activity, right? And, right. and you explain so well why. Right. Because you're getting them out of their element. You're getting them into a completely mm-hmm. different environment. Right. You're forcing them to do hard work. Right. And well, we let me t- say this: we're challenging them. Mm-hmm. It's the challenge, right? Yeah, that's it's, a better it's way the, to say it's it. The yes. cha- it's the challenge. Yes. We're helping them to become challenged. So when they're experiencing things in our own lives, this this experience that you're here back at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. isn't the same thing that you experienced out on that trek. Right. And so you re- you look at it differently. Yeah. You know, you look at what you're what you're going through in a different light, and it helps you to understand you can get over obstacles. Yes. Yeah. And now yeah. college is not a far-fetched idea. Like, mm-hmm. if I mm-hmm. can climb a mountain oh, with so 30% good, yeah. of my body weight on my yeah. back, then I definitely mm-hmm. can go to college. Yeah. Why, why hey, wouldn't know, I go to college? Exactly. Right. Right. Why wouldn't it's easier than this hike. But some of the experiences, like these kids have never been on a plane. No, exactly. Well, I was yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's break it down. Like yeah. maybe to some people listening, they're thinking it's, it's a hike. What's so big? Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're talking about kids that have never been out, like we're saying, right. like, out of a one mile radius yes, from their exactly. home. Right. Mm-hmm. They've never been on a plane. Right. They've never seen the mountains. Exactly. Right. They've never done anything. And listen, things. you're experiencing four seasons of weather. You don't get that in Texas. We <laughs> go from what? Fall to <laughs> fall to summer? Well, within the same week. Within the same week. Within the same week. I mean, yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's an experience. And that was that's some of the things we do before they even go on a hike. We do an airport simulation. Because we realize many of them have never been, been to the airport, right. so we want to try mm-hmm. to help them feel comfortable um, going through that process. But once they get there, it's not meant to be comfortable. Yeah. The yeah. trip is not meant to be a comfortable trip. Right. It is meant to be something challenging for them. And as soon as they get off that hike, kids are excited about college. The next year we do a road to college tour. So yeah. now the students are responsible for planning their road to college tour. Mm-hmm. What schools do they want to visit? Okay, what what, what's the age see? then? What's the age? By group? that time, they're getting ready to start 11th grade. 11th grade. So by okay. the time we go on the road to college tour, they're getting ready to start 11th grade. Mm-hmm. So they've gone to college campuses. They visited them. They're, you know, excited. They are um, familiar. They kind of have an idea of where they want to go. And they know what the expectation is to get into college. So before they start 11th grade, they're already preparing themselves. So what do I need to do in 11th and 12th grade in order for me to get to this college? Okay, that I but their sophomore year, basically your sophomore year, they're getting on buses and they're going to see is it seven colleges. How many colleges? They can, they can go up to about eight to ten colleges, and depending how on days? how they plan it, yeah. in, in about seven days. In seven days. In about seven days. And that's staying in the dorms. That's, that's getting staying, the college that's right. experience. That's so. right. They are staying in the dorms. They're eating the dorm food. They, are, they have to complete a community oh, service man. project. Yeah. within the community and they have to connect with the major that they want to uh, major in when they get to school so they have oh. to connect with the dean of that school of uh, related to the major that they're interested in well because we want them to get that background mm-hmm. information of what does it take and what classes am i expected to take and what should i be doing in high school in order to prepare myself for the major yeah all right we're going to take a quick break from the episode and recognize an opportunity that we all have it if you are having a hard week you just need some R&R, here's what you got to do is you got to drive up 75 north, cross the Red River to Durant, Oklahoma, to Choctaw Casino and Resort. It is the best getaway that you can get if you're in the Dallas area by far. And guess what? If you're listening from somewhere outside of DFW, say you're in South Texas or you're in another state, which we've got some listeners uh, in other states, 
fly into Dallas, drive up. It is worth every penny. You don't have to go to Vegas anymore to have a world-class experience at a world-class resort and casino. Yeah, we talk about the restaurants that are up there, those steakhouses. We talk about the concert venue. Uh, we, we had a conversation with Aaron Watson previously, and he talked about the, the intimacy Every single seat in that concert venue is right on top. And there's not a bad seat in the house. There's not. And so these artists talk about it's one of the best places to play. And so go check, check out your, yourself a concert, the spa, the, the brand new expansion. I mean, it's just such a good time. To your point, Tyler, if you need a break, things are getting crazy, times are tough, get up there, get up to Choctaw Casino Resort, have yourself a great time. We, we experience it. We love it. Uh, they're doing great things in the community. Can't say enough good things, and we're so grateful for their partnership. That's Choctaw Casino Resort. Go check them out. Now back to the episode. You know, you know when I experienced college first when time? When you went? When you no, went. When, actually, visit, when I was first getting visit. recruited. First visit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I, that, that's the first time I experienced college. I've never so, been on a so college campus. So you grew campus. up in Phoenix. Yeah. You've never even been on Arizona never State's campus? Never been on, a, on Arizona really? State's campus. Not for a game, not to walk on the yeah. campus for anything. I've watched it on TV. Right. I, I, didn't, I hadn't got on a plane. First time I got on a plane, I was, what, 17 years old? Almost 18 years old. And wow. that was to go. Because I was getting recruited. Right. That's it. Well, think if you didn't have a recruitment opportunity. I would never. Yeah. You probably would have never been on that plane. Absolutely. Right. And not and not every kid is in at, athletics to get recruited. Exactly. To go anywhere. Right. right? Yeah. So this is an experience that our, our students are having, not dependent upon, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a sport, but the opportunity to go um, on these trips because we know that they have that potential to be great. That's right. You know. You know, Darren, you said something earlier, and we've talked about this before, but people who go on from the inner city and, and go to school or, or get these, you know, their doctors or their CEOs or whatever, typically don't come back. Mm-hmm. Why do y'all think that is? Why, why is that not a thing for people to want to come back to the inner city and give back from where they came from? You know, I, I think you're seeing it a lot more now. Are they, I are think we? you're seeing a lot more of those coming back. I, 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 I can't explain that. I really can't. When I, and I think the time has changed. When I was growing up, I didn't see a whole lot of it. I didn't. It was just, a, and I don't know if there were that many, you know, think about it. I'm 52 years old. There weren't a lot of black doctors out there or true mm-hmm. professionals when I was growing up. You may have, you know, some athletes uh, playing at a high level, but doctors, the lawyers, there weren't a lot of that. So now you're starting to see, because of C5, like programs like C5, right, yeah, you're starting to see true professionals. And those true professionals are pouring back into the community. And I think that's the positive thing you are saying. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, too, you're seeing the rise of so many different diversity groups in the community that yeah. are that are concerned about what's happening with young people nowadays, right. mm-hmm. that they want to give back more. And we we do. We get a lot of people who are now like interested in how can I support you all in this way? How can I be a part of helping the kids? How can I talk to the students about the work that I do? And I always tell professionals who want to come and talk to our leaders, listen, lecturing them about how you made it through like how Mm -hmm. you got to this point is great but these students need to actually see how you do your job that's right so Mm -hmm. like bring them a case study of Mm -hmm. of a problem you're working on and have them help you kind of solve it they're they're smart enough to do it but it then really gives them the interaction that they need to see that you're just not sitting at a computer all day typing emails but that you're actually there's engagement taking place Mm -hmm. you're actually problem solving critical thinking making decisions Mm -hmm. and when you come and talk to them you get to help them be a part of that work so now that starts to get their wheels turning of listen it's not only about becoming a doctor but i could potentially become a project manager Mm -hmm. i could be working in supply chain oh i can work into hospitality and be a regional director of something like Mm -hmm. it now tries to change their mind about what career opportunities are available to them because it doesn't sound boring 
boring, which sometimes, you know, professionals, adults right. can, oh, make, things, sure. yeah, can yeah. make things yeah. sound more boring yeah. than what they really are. Is, is there anything during the school year? You, you talked about the summer doing trips. What about during the year? Is yep. there anything going on there? Oh, my gosh. Mm. We're doing a lot during the <laughs> school year. So during the school year, we host something called um, educational sessions, which are called Pathways. And these pathways are focused on college and career and on community service. And so we'll do com- uh, college treasure hunts. So we've gone and visited mm. different colleges and the kids get to uh, tour the campus and, mm. you know, through a scavenger hunt. Mm. And that way we do a college application day with our seniors, helping them with their essays or FAFSA, um, any questions they may have in order to complete their college applications. We are actually going down to Texas A&M and we're going to be doing a community service project mm. with their students on campus. Um, we also um, are hosting a volunteer activity that's coming up for our students um, to just help change the environment. So we are doing things probably two that's weekends right. out of the month mm. with at least one or two classes of the students in our program. And as a matter of fact, um, a weekend that we have coming up, we're going to be doing our road to college and our act now, which is another summer experience planning retreat. So the students are going to be working to start planning for those mm. summer activities. Yeah. yeah. So we did a, what was really life changing. And I had already been in the program for a couple of years and, you know, again, I went to the Colleen, I went to the camp. Right. When, did, when did you get first? So it's about two, I've been about two and a half years now. Did you and, start in 18? 18. And yes. How did you hear yeah. about it originally? I heard about it through a good friend of mine named Rick Covert. Okay. He and I are in, in business together and Rick took over the board for C5 about, about three years ago. And Rick asked me to come on and actually he didn't ask. He was talking about <laughs> C5 and we were in a meeting, it was a, it, it, we were in a meeting before an investment meeting, and he was talking about C5, and I, was, I looked at him like, man, he's talking about edu- educating kids in the inner city and building leaders and blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, I want to I know more about this. And he kept talking. He said, matter of fact, we're looking for a spokesman. And Marty Turco, who used to be the goalie Goal, yeah. for the Hockey. stars, yeah. used to run C5 yes. Texas, used to be, well, he was the executive he director. He was the executive director So he yeah. said, well, Marty's moving on to another project, but man, we'd love to have another spokesperson. And I said, I'm it. I'm it. Like, it, it, just, it just spoke to my heart because I came from a place where my mother was big on education and she was big on experiences. And she used to always say, hey, just I want you to experience every, anything and everything out there. As long as it's morally correct, I want you to get involved. And she would push us that way. And I'm telling you, I think it made me the person that I am today. I was curious uh, I always wanted to know everything that was out there and see things. And my brothers and sisters were exactly the same. So I think it, it almost gave me that springboard to want to do more in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I said, look, I want, I, yes, yes, I do want to be the spokesperson. I want to get involved. But the one thing that really changed me was not so much Colleen, because Colleen was, Colleen was, it was, a, it was my first experience being around C5, and mm-hmm. what was impressive there was watching the kids work together, clean up after themselves. Somebody else dropped something. There was, you know, you, we, you guys, you and the counselors, you empowered those kids. And, and there was something to be said when you empower a kid to be, to be someone, to know who, we, who, they, who they really are, right? So that was one thing. But then a year ago, through COVID, we couldn't see the kids. We couldn't interact with the kids. It was all virtual. Everything was virtual. We did the interview process. Mm-hmm. And we were interviewing kids. And Ben, I told you about this. We, we were interviewing kids in seventh grade that were coming in. Mm-hmm. And I watched these 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. How old were they? 12, 13-year-olds. 12, 13-year-olds do an interview. And we had multiple people that were interviewing them uh, over Zoom. 
and they were borrowing other people. We dropped off some computers so they could actually do the interview process. But, you know, we had people that, you know, kids that were doing interviews and you had to five or six people that were living in one room that were walking around while they were interviewing. I have one, one young lady, and I think she was about 12 or 13 years old. You talk about a leader, man. You talk about someone that was so focused and someone that wanted to be involved in C5, a little Hispanic girl. was. Uh, we were interviewing her, and there was all kind of traffic behind her. People were walking in and out of that room, and she was laser focused. Like, yeah. I want to be, I want to be involved with C five. This is where my heart is, and blah blah blah. And I want to be a leader in the community. And I want. She's twelve years old. Saying twelve this? years old, man. Wow. And I thought that see, that's that's the difference. Like we're making we're making headway here, and that and that's one of the things that, that those that are listening uh, out there right now about C five Texas. Like, if you just want, you don't have to donate. Just donate your time. Get involved. Just get involved. Once you get there and get involved and you see these kids at that age and that you're making a huge difference, it's, 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 that's, that's the inspiring part about this. And on top of that, there are not a lot of programs that work with middle school students. Mm -hmm. They're almost like the forgotten group. Yeah. So we're very focused on elementary school kids and making sure they know how to read and write, right? We're focused on high school students, making sure they can go to college and have a career. But mm -hmm. that middle school is like a lost group mm -hmm. within services that are provided to them. So I think one thing that makes us such a great organization is that we are working with seventh and eighth graders, right. especially during a time that um, that you're seeing more seventh and eighth graders going through a lot more pressures, just really due to internet and right. just social things media. going. On. Yeah, yeah, social media. Mm -hmm. We're helping to build, help them to figure out who they are at a young age to become self-aware enough mm -hmm. to say, okay, listen, I don't want to go this route, or this is what I'm trying to do, or yes, I want to be a leader. Mm -hmm. um, at camp, we pick a leader of the week, and. When I tell you, when they become a leader of the week, and it's something that somebody says, they're like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, that's not what leaders do. Mm -hmm. That's not what leaders do. We do this. Right. You know, and it's the opportunity for them to be peer advisors to yeah, their right. other peers, right? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of kids that become very socially awkward in middle school, even leading up to oh, high yeah. school, right? Oh, yeah. And you're talking about giving them the opportunity to really get to engage with kids that are their age range and move them out of some of this, you know, inside of themselves, kind right. of scared and being able to be with a group of kids that are very similar to them and yeah. all come from some of the same experience. You know, that's that's something we've talked about before is just social media and its role amongst our youth. And, and the statistics are clear that, you know, depression's up, suicide's mm -hmm. up, yes. these, these terrible things. How have you seen through C5 – the impact on particularly that age group, that seventh and eighth grade, what's that been like? Yeah. Uh, so we've dealt with all of that. We um, had kids during COVID for sure. That were a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of social isolation. Um, so uh, over the summer, our 12th grade class as a part of their um, actively changing tomorrow now summit focused on COVID-19 and teen mental health. So they put together resources mm -hmm. that um, teens could actually go afterwards and, and have access to to help them. Some things that we've done to really just focus on that, we've increased. Uh, we do mindfulness at the end. We do monthly check-ins with our leaders every month. We've started um, implementing more mindfulness into the kind of the work we do, a lot more debriefing mm -hmm. about how they're feeling. We um, provide them a monthly survey really trying to check their mental health, um, providing additional resources for them to reach out for things. Cause we do have students mm. that struggle with body image, that struggle mm -hmm. with depression. Yeah. Um, mm. So if, um, identifying resources for that and we're hosting a leadership summit um, at the end of April. And for that event, we actually have a couple of nonprofits coming out to talk about um, positive energy, um, mindfulness, mm -hmm. 
um, mental health, suicide prevention, because we know that it is an issue with the students in our program and just trying to stay in contact with them. What sort of, for lack of a better, checkpoints, or or how does a kid stay involved, meaning, or or what sort of requisites does a kid have to to show to to stay involved with C5 throughout that program? Yeah, so one is that they have to, you know, attend those pathways, the educational sessions mm-hmm. that we host in. They have to be a part of the monthly check-ins that mm-hmm. we do with them. They do have to maintain their grades, at least maintain a mm-hmm. 2.5 GPA. Okay. They have to also um, provide 40 hours of community service. So we look for them to give back on their own mm-hmm. accord. Even and that's from seventh grade till they graduate? One year. No, one, every oh, 40 year, hours a every, year. Every yeah. year they have to mm-hmm. they have to provide 40 mm-hmm. hours back to the community. Great. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they have to participate in our summer experiences. So that's what kind of keeps them as, into the program. Talk, talk to us about service and why that's so important and why that's a cornerstone for C5. Because that's how people come back to their community. That is how mm. people come back to me. If you expose young people to community service in their own communities, mm-hmm. let me say that, yeah. in their own communities, that's what brings them back. It, it puts in their head that, hey, I can change my own community. I can be an advocate for my okay. own community. And it doesn't take a lot of money to do that. But mm-hmm. I can come into my own community and evoke change. And from that, that teaches them along the way, hey, don't forget to ever, never always come back to your community and give right. back. So it starts It starts not only young, but it starts about being intentional and how they serve their community. Mm. And that's what brings young people back. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that's some of the things we might have missed when we were younger is the opportunities to actually serve our own communities. And I'm going to tell you how it had impact over COVID. Um, we have a lot of students, students who live in apartment complexes, and they were seeing people get evicted out of their apartments, mm-hmm. right? And one, a couple of young people said, now how can we build community in our apartment complex? We're seeing so many yeah. people coming in and yeah. out. Yeah. How can we work to build community through that? And they thought about doing a um, community beautification project. So they thought about, like, let's get the community together and start just picking up trash around the apartment complex just to show yeah. and getting people outside the house. And it's still a safe way, mm-hmm. right? They're outside. They can still put on a mask if they want to. But that was a project they thought about for themselves in their wow. own community. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you're, you know? Empower, you're empowering these kids to to take ownership of these. Yeah. Exactly. It's not yeah. like you have C5 leaders making them or, or telling them, these kids are doing this themselves. That's they amazing. Are. They're thinking yeah. of their, they're thinking of the own ways, their own ways that they can impact. Yeah. Their community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you, that you touched on earlier, going back to the hike is how you grow with other people is struggling together. And so that's so brilliant that you for, you know that you take them out on a hike and they've got to work together and they've got to struggle and they've got to go through that adversity. That's so it's a bond. That's a, experience. that bond. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bond. That it's bond that they bond build with each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's an experience that can stay with them. That bondness stays with them the entire time, right? So even when they go off to different colleges, they're still connected to one yeah. another. Yeah. They still now they have a friend. Yeah. Hey, you're going down to Houston. Well, I'm going to you know I'm going to yeah. Louisiana, Arkansas. Well, I'll come visit you. Like mm-hmm. it starts to create these bonds of friendship. But guess what? It brings them back to community service that's as well. Right. Some of the counselors back. I remember when I first came on, there were and I was starting to engage with C5 Texas, it was so many of the kids that had gone through the program were coming back as exactly. counselors. Exactly. Uh, we're helping oh, out on wow. path with yeah. pathways. Exactly. So you're starting to see that community continue to build. And, I, and I'll say this, you know, the board, we're, 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 we're continuing to, to strengthen the board uh, okay. uh, for C5. There are some really good people. 
that have just, I'm talking from every profession, every color, every race. There are so many great people that are coming on board and their whole deal is to serve. All they want to do is just serve these kids, raise money for the camps, raise money to send them to Colorado to the, you know, get the buses right for, you know, for their trips to, uh, to college campus. There's just so much, so many good people out there that uh, are willing. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. so grateful for our board. Yeah. Like, we have an amazing board. Always always looking for new board members. Always want <laughs> always want more people to be a part of more it. More sponsors. Yeah, sure. more sponsors. Yeah, because as soon as you get engaged, like, Darren, you're stuck. You yeah, you're want yeah. to be yeah. a part of yeah. the work. You want to see these kids and the success that they're going to have in mm-hmm. the future. And, the, and acknowledging the success they're having now, you talk about students who were BCs mm-hmm. and their goals they have, I want to have. I want to be a, a straight-A student. And they're getting there. Right. They're doing that work. Students that may be struggling in a class, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you need to do to get back on track again? Right. I need to do the following. Like, they're taking ownership for improving themselves. Right. And that's an amazing thing. Instead of making an excuse of, well, Right. I, my teacher just doesn't like me mm. yet, so I don't know what to what do, the, right? <laughs> Please do not tell the executive director who's sitting right here in front of us that there's an excuse. You got the, an excuse. Listen, there's oh, no, no excuse. Darren, please, yeah, I know. please just, uh, just me, inform them. There, yeah. there, there is no excuse. We can't have an excuse, and we can't have an excuse because we don't allow them to have them. No. So if they can't have them, we can't either. Yeah, we one thing, I, do our best. and I've told, and I've, I've said this to you, Ben, and, and probably Tyler in the past, but you know, C5, there are, we're not taking on the victim mentality. There is no victim mentality. It's yeah. on us. It's yeah, on let's us. Let's talk about that because that, that's something that, you know, I think society gives you the pass a little bit. It mm-hmm. can yeah. give you that pass. Well, mm-hmm. look at you. You know, you've had a tough life and, and you can blame other people. That's, that's what we hear a lot of now. So what, what's, why is that so da- – why can't I just take the victim mentality from your perspective? That's why it's an excuse. Yeah. And so when you take the victim mentality, it doesn't help you to move forward. Oh, my parents didn't go to college, so I can't go to college. Oh, my parents didn't do this, so I can't do it. Oh, I'm from here, so because I'm from here, right. I'm not meant to do that. Mm. Wrong. And that's not the – we don't teach that in C5. Listen, right. you are a high potential child. It is in you to right. be great. It is right. in you to do great things. Mm-hmm. And an excuse of why you can't get it done is an excuse that we just don't allow. And I think it I think is it's the culture of the organization. Mm-hmm. But as board members and as executive director, we have to also – believe in that ourselves and do the work so that we're an example for these young people Mm -hmm. that know it's not an excuse. We're going to get it done. That's right. Yeah. So how old is the oldest group that's been through the program? So we've been in our first class graduated in 2008. 2008. So 15 okay. years ago. Okay. So, so I'm not a mathematician. No, I'm not so, either. Okay. <laughs> so, it's so, been, so. For some reason, I was thinking that there was still maybe a group that hadn't gotten all the, that. No. That you guys were young. Yeah, we've had 15 You've had several. Yeah, we've had 15 Are there any certain universities that, that are are they free to go wherever? Free to go anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, Yeah. please do. We encourage that. Listen, you've been on a plane once. You can do it again. Yeah. (laughs) What do you, yeah, don't limit. Yeah, there's no, it's no limitation of the schools that they can attend and the schools that they will get into. Right. These students receive thousands of dollars in scholarships Mm -hmm. um, because they do, they do the work. There's, their grades are great the community service that they've been able to, you know, allocate yeah. over the years, the experiences they've had, they've been a part of group projects before they get to college. Right. So they're right. already know, they know how to work in groups and, mm-hmm. and put in and execute plans and do things like that. So these are some model students by the time they get to what college wouldn't want them to That's be a right. part of right. a part of their university mm-hmm. and a part of the campus and the culture. I want to take another quick break. And speaking of breaks, I want to thank, thank our sponsor sleep number who gives you, 
the best break <laughs> of every single day of your life, which is sleep. Mm. And what they're doing with their technology and their mattresses is second to none. They have taken the mattress game and put it on steroids. Yeah. They check your heart rate, your, your circadian rhythm. They're doing all these different things to test you while you're sleeping to make sure that it's custom and that every single night is the most restorative, restful sleep that you're ever going to get. It's no accident that Sleep Number is the official sleep partner of the NFL. And because NFL athletes are at the top when it comes to recovery, when it comes to taking care of your body, and nothing is more important than sleep. We've talked about it on the show multiple times, making sure you take care of your sleep. And there's a reason that Dak Prescott sleeps on one every single mm -hmm. night. And there's a reason that his career has blossomed the way that it has. So make sure either you go online, sleepnumber.com, you go into a local store, they're going to walk you through it. They're, you're going to experience the entire process of understanding what your sleep score is or what your sleep number is. And then ultimately showing you how to achieve the highest sleep score uh, because that's what's important is yeah. how you actually sleep and how you recover so that you can tackle the day with the, everything that you have. Yeah, it's a VIP experience that we're all looking for. That's so right. Sleepnumber.com. Like Tyler said, go get yourself to a local store and get yourself that VIP experience. Now back to the episode. Yeah, because yeah, they know how to get engaged. Yeah. What are some of y'all's favorite stories? I mean, you obviously don't say names, but what are some kids you think of? that have gone through the program that you just, that just pop in your head. I mean, all, all of them obviously, but can you think of any, anybody specific that you can't remember her name? Gosh, I can't remember her name. And you um, can't say it. So well, yeah, yeah. Don't say, it don't say it the anyway. name. Yeah. Uh, but we were at camp in Colleen and it was, uh, again, I think they were on day. It's what total of 27 days. How many days? Yeah, It can go that long. It, it just depends. And it was day 21. And she tells us, she was telling me the story. She was sitting at the table. We're in the lunchroom, and they're about to do this little dance deal, mm -hmm. you know, together. But she's telling me the story about her first week in Colleen and how much she missed her mom. Uh, she had never been around, away from her mother. And uh, she wanted to go back home. She didn't want to do this. This was like day three of her being there. She, did, she couldn't sleep at night. She just felt uncomfortable. And she said something happened like on day six mm -hmm. to where she just sat back and thought, I can do this. Mm. I can do this. She wasn't a leader the first six days. And then on day seven, she was like, I can do this. I want to lead. I wow. want to make my bed. I want to. She fell in line, man. And, 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 th and those are survival instincts, man. At some point, you're going gonna, gonna to have to choose one way right. or the other. Either you're going to just flat out just lay down or you're going to get up. And she got up. And the confidence that she built going, going forward was tremendous. And she ended up saying, I don't want to go home. <laughs> I want to stay longer. I wish we had a few more, uh, 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 more time up here. But she built so many friends. Uh, and, and her mind changed. And she said, I can't wait to get home. This is the one thing that impressed me. I can't wait to get home and force change in my house. And oh, that's, that's something. Now, that's special. Um, I think about a young girl who, when she first started the program, she said she was just really shy, mm -hmm. didn't really talk to anybody, like just kind of kept to herself, mm -hmm. right? And now at this point in the program, she is leading um, activities for her other C5 wow. leaders, right? She is speaking up. She is the voice um, for work that they're doing. And I can depend, and I can depend on her. Mm -hmm. If I call and need something taken care of, I can depend that she's going to be there to get it taken care of. Right. Beforehand, we probably, hey, I need you to come and speak. 
She probably would have never done it mm-hmm. at a young age, but she found her voice through C5, yeah. and that's an amazing thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's an amazing – I don't know a whole lot about it. This is really the first time I've dug into Aren't it. Aren't you it's impressed? Just, I'm very impressed. <laughs> oh, he's coming now. He's, he's, he's already <laughs> asked. He's been inquisitive on, about yeah. C5, the, I mean, so he's question. coming. And, yeah. you know, and I think one other thing, being I'm sorry to interrupt no, no, you, one good. thing I was going to say is that we have a lot of volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. So yes. not volunteer – you know, we have volunteer opportunities where we are actually out in the community doing work. And mm-hmm. people get opportunity mm-hmm. to do that with us. And most often we have those activities on Saturdays, so they don't really mm-hmm. interfere with people's work days at all. But it's a chance for them to come out, interact with the kids, mentor the kids, but also see the work that we do with mm-hmm. the leaders when we're out during in the community. So, Yeah, what I love about it is you're breaking cycles, right? You're, you're changing mm-hmm. literally generations exactly. of families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you can look at the problem, you know, of poverty and things like that and just think that's just too big of a there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do about it. But right. you guys are getting your elbows dirty. You're getting there deep into the problem, and you're saying, we can do something about this. We yeah. definitely can. Mm-hmm. We can change this. Yeah. Maybe We may not be able to touch literally every person, but we're going to start with what we can do. Yeah. And we're going to change this this young child, and they're going to change 10 people, and mm-hmm. it's just a cumulative effect. Yeah, because that's exactly what happens. I mean, it only takes one person to spark the, spark the fire, mm-hmm. right, to spark the flame. And once that happens, you get young people who are in households, but now their siblings are going off to school. Their cousins are going off to right. school. An aunt, an adult aunt is now decided, I'm going to school. You know, mm-hmm. it, it changes because people just want to see somebody get through it. Yes, they just want right. to see one person do it. Right. They just want to see one person do mm. it, and that one person helps to make movement mm. in a whole in a whole you know family. Darren, why should if you know somebody's listening to this and they didn't grow up in the inner city, that you know life's been quote unquote good for them. Why should they care about this? Like why why should we get involved? Why, how does this affect me? Because I can live my life, I can keep doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Why should I get involved with something like C five? You know, what is your life if you haven't inspired others? Like really, what truly, what is it when they put you in the ground or when they go to your funeral? What is it that you did? What 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 did you leave behind? Mm-hmm. You can talk about money, you can talk about all these, you know, Super Bowl trophies, man. But for me to to really inspire one kid to do something, it's like a it's almost like you're lighting this flame. And catching everybody on fire, you just spark one kid, and I think that's what for me. That's what it's about, man. I get those goosebumps when I'm when I'm around these kids because I'm seeing the true leaders that are coming, mm-hmm. and they're vocal, and they got a voice, and they want to force change. And they ain't we ain't talking about racism. We're not talking about you know I can't do this and I can't do this. They're just motivated, man. They just they want more, and that's those are the true leaders that are coming up, and it's up to us. You know, we can always say it's up to us, but unless you put your foot in it, unless you take that first step to help, you're not doing anything. Right. And and that's my job. It's your job, Ben. I'm, and I'm going to call you out the same way. Like, it's your job to get out there with me right. and inspire these kids. It's your job to go through the inter, inter, interview process of, of bringing C5 kids on. It's your job to take Coop to one of the, you know, events that we have, your own son, to come see what we're doing in the community. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our job as people to do that. Yeah, you don't know this about me, Danny, but my parents were missionaries in Brazil. And so I was born and raised in Brazil. And so I saw a lot of this. I definitely grew up with a very servant-minded mentality. That was my parent. That was very important to my parents. And that's, we talk yeah. about this, that's something I want to, I definitely want to make sure my kids are raised in that same environment because we could very easily stay in our own bubble, mm-hmm. live our life, do our own thing, and be just fine. But to your point, Darren, what 
what am I giving back then? That's right. What impact am I making? Who, mm-hmm. who, who benefits from that other than us? That's a very selfish way right. to, to go about it. The way I see it is, I mean, we're just a big, this country, we're a big family, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if some of us are struggling, how can we help them, right? Because okay. these kids, they grow up and they go off to do big things. Yeah, it changes their, but it changes society as well. Right. It's not just their family that they're in, it's changing everybody. Yeah. We're all getting better because of that. Yeah. yeah. I got a quick story and I want to tell the story of, about that impact of what, what we just got done talking about is, uh, my church years ago, we used to send kids to Washington DC and, you know, this was the time when I was playing in the NFL in, in early 2000 and for seven years I would fund this trip. And we would take 60 kids and then there, some of their parents, at least one, one parent, and we would put them on buses, not planes. We put them on buses and we send them to D.C. Um, five years ago, I was in uh, a supermarket here shopping. Kid walks up and he says, hey, man, I want to thank you. And I said, thank you for what? And he said, well, uh, you supported the trips that we used to do at um, Christian Chapel Temple of Faith. And you were really involved and you used to send us there. And I remember, you know, the past, you wouldn't say it, but the pastor said to you, you cut the check to support us and this and that. And he says, well, you know, those trips inspired me to go to Georgetown, uh, work for a senator. I'm an attorney now. Wow. I'm back here in Dallas in my own community giving back. And I was like, man, see that, that is, right that's it. That's, man. that's what gives you the goosebumps. That's the reason why we do this. I would have never have known this kid. Even I mean, if we didn't run into each other, I would have never known that. But there's so many people, like not just on our boards, but there's so many people in the community that are doing way more than I ever did. And they're aspiring so many more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just had Martin Luther King Day the other day you talk about an, an inspiration a true inspiration mm-hmm. is are those that are just serving others that's that's what it's all about and i think what impact do you want to leave behind like yeah. we, we complain we complain so much about society right mm-hmm. oh these kids nowadays <laughs> yeah. well you know what if you want to have impact get involved mm-hmm. if yeah. you think kids aren't going in the way if you think kids or yeah. they need to know certain things get involved get yeah. in, come come mentor come yeah. talk to these young people also i think we're we're missing wisdom and there's so much wisdom that's not being shared across the board. It's someone's opportunity who's had experiences in their life to share their wisdom with someone who hasn't. Mm-hmm. Share what you know. Share right. what you've done with someone who's that, who hasn't because it's a great way to inspire them right. to do more. Right. So wow. if you have had the opportunity to be raised and enjoy life in a different way, mm-hmm. the one thing you can give back is your wisdom. And that's more than that. just people. That's not that's just it. regular individual yeah. people. That's, that's, this is businesses that are out there. They yeah. can provide that wisdom and yeah, get involved can. with us. There's just so many uh, people or, 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 or businesses that have opportunities to really impact the inner city. It's yeah. just, it's, it's right there. We just got to do it. Yeah. What about financial? Like what, what are you, is finances being taught to these kids, you know, how to manage money mm-hmm. and manage wealth one day and investments. Is that, is that being, is that part of the program? Yes, that is yeah. a part of the program. Mm-hmm. So many of our kids will probably qualify for grants and scholarships um, before they go to college. So we do some classes on financial literacy, mm-hmm. how to budget, but also mm-hmm. how not to spend all that scholarship money when you get to college. <laughs> right. like, right. I wish I had to, a class yeah, for that. Being, yeah, able, to ma- being able to <laughs> manage. manage those dollars. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's, sometimes kind of hard to teach financial literacy to people that have ne- don't 
can't afford a savings account, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. right? Right. What am I? I'm barely paying. Uh, yeah, I'm my family barely pays bills. How do we? How do we manage that? But uh, we do teach financial literacy because what you do have, you still can manage it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, and how do we manage needs versus wants? Right. That's yeah. Huge. You know. Yeah. So oh, and so huge. a lot. Yes. Yeah, so we do provide financial literacy to our leaders because we understand the importance. Doesn't matter where you come from. If you have two nickels to scratch, I bet right. you you can still buy penny candy and That's have a right. little bit left over to <laughs> yeah. save. So like just. Just go ahead uh, and do it, right? Man, I love it. I love it. Okay, so you've convinced us. You convinced me. How do we get involved? What, what's the best way to go about getting involved? So the best way to get involved is to contact us at www.c5texas.org. Um, mm-hmm. We will have you fill out a volunteer application, and then we will connect you with several ways that you can get involved mm-hmm. with the organization because there's a lot that people can do. Yeah, I'm imagining different skill sets are needed, you know, different, yeah, absolutely. different, you know, different areas of expertise, different areas and, of expertise yeah. careers, just not your doctors and your lawyers, mm-hmm. but just, you know, people who are in businesses and organizations that a young person would have never thought to do. Most often I try to tell my mm-hmm. students that one of your most important things is get the college degree. There are so many people who are working in corporate jobs that don't do what their degree is in, mm-hmm. I'm not. but but they're <laughs> right. but they have achieved sure. the college degree mm-hmm. and now skills that they learned in college and even skills from their major they're using them in a career path they could have never imagined. That's right. And those are great stories to share too. Like mm-hmm. share share those mm-hmm. stories with our youth as well. Is that hey your trajectory can change at any moment, but be open to the opportunity. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. man, I love it. You then should. you didn't talk about how people can give. Yes. How people yeah, go give. ahead, Let me Danny. Help you. Go, go, <laughs> go ahead and guide the show. Thanks. Yeah, Danny, drive it. Yeah. Good show now. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> no, um, so it costs us around $3,500 to support a student each year. So mm-hmm. through the, our educational sessions we provide during the school year and then the summer experiences that we expose them to over the summer, like I said, the program is free to all of our students. And so those costs help us to be able to provide the transportation, the food, the program materials that they need, the um, educational sessions that we're working on. It helps us to organize all those things together. Um, And so if someone wants to donate, $50 can help us in just purchasing snacks for a young person. $100 helps to support them in attending our professional leadership conference that we um, host every year. I hate to jump, but $1,000 actually helps us to recruit a new student into mm-hmm. the program yeah. this year. We have a oh, large awesome. goal of bringing students in. So, you know, if we can help, if anyone is interested in helping us to recruit more seventh graders for our program, encourage them to to help us do that in the work that we do. Yeah, and there's a lot of listeners that we have on our show that are probably that are from other cities and other states around the country. Listen, if you just just donate. Yeah. Just donate. Because this isn't can. any other state or city right now, right? This is no. just Texas. We're in Texas. Okay. We're in Texas. Okay. So, I mean, they can do, get online and, and, and donate. And, and a lot of times, you know, if you're here locally you can donate and know where your money's going sponsor a kid mm-hmm. you know get involved and sponsor a kid and, and show up that's that's hey, the great not thing. only sponsor the kid but get to see the kids yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> see the kids. Yeah. yeah like me i'm a big kid you can yeah. sponsor me <laughs> that's an important point because there's so many nonprofits out there yes. so many and, yeah. and not all of them are doing ethical and, and moral you know what man the money. I, I, look I, I we could go down that road but yeah. you know to me it's you know, that's a slippery slope because yeah. we just we just don't know who's doing what and who's all I can do is speak. All, all we can do is speak mm-hmm. for who we are, what we're doing at C5. Texas. That, and that's my point. Is yeah. You know that this is an organization. Yes. Your money's going to go a yeah. long way to doing some really, really powerful things. Exactly. exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. It's been fun, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it's, it's been, it's been, you and I have been around each other for, for a number of years. You've seen the joy in my heart mm-hmm. uh, and know that, you know, every time we have a C5 Texas event, it's, you know, you know, that's, that's my Super Bowl. I'm not playing any NFL no more, but that's my Super Bowl. It's a great organization. I've worked for several nonprofit organizations in my in my time in my short career because I'm very young um, during that time frame. And I always tell people if I were to win the lottery, this would be the organization I would work to set up Mm. for for infinity. For sure. I believe in this mission and the work we do for young people. And I've worked for quite a few. (laughs) But I believe in our work and, and, and I'm passionate about what we're doing because uh-huh. we're changing lives. And uh, the other part I always tell people is that you have a high school diploma, you have a college degree. These babies don't. Help yeah. them get to where you That's are. That's right, yeah. Help them yeah. get to where you are. Give them a, f- a start. Yeah, give them a start. A kick start. Just yeah. give them a start. So as we wrap this up, what does the future look like? What is the future of C5? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the future of C5 looks amazing. Um, the opportunity, as we grow, the opportunity to take in more kids than mm. what we've ever been able to take in, I think will be an amazing feat for us. The opportunity to set ourselves up as one of the, the leading out-of-school program for middle and high school students, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. helping students transition from middle to high school, high school to college, college to life. Like, I think that'll mm-hmm. be the legacy that we're able to leave for others in this community. Yeah. And just seeing other kids come back and back into the fold. Yeah. You know, I bet that's gotta be so cool. That's to the see. inspiring oh part. Like let's, kids let, come back. let's continue to grow C5 Texas. Let's continue to get more kids in the program. But I want, I want those kids to come back into the community and be those leaders within C5 that can continue to lift this up. Yeah. 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 yeah that's one thing I didn't ask when they do go off to school to college. Is there anything still involved with them? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you keep tabs, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. So they are able to, like um, Darren said, to come back and work for us over the okay. summer, but they're also able yeah. to come back and work with us during the school year, too. All right. So if they yeah. want to come back and be a mentor, volunteer, alumni, we love them. We love to have them be a part of the work that we're doing. They'll That's come right. and, and teach classes for us as well. So, yeah, they're, they're involved. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they reach out to young people that they've connected to as well. Like they yeah. keep that bond going too. That's great. Yeah. yeah so that's great. So we're gonna set up something on the. We gotta put a, a either. We gotta have a donate button. Yeah. For the one shot podcast. Well, as a show, yeah, definitely, yeah. and then individually for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And that's c 5 texasorg C five Texas. The letter C. The yeah. number. That's five. how you can volunteer. Texas. That's how you can donate. That's how yep. you can do everything. Yep. Everything on that website. So, right. man, thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, Danny. This was awesome. Uh, it, it's. I've gotten to hear through Darren about this yeah. organization, and it's good to finally meet you and, and hear more about this. Well even though you were late today <laughs> for the show, and I'll tell all the kids. Please don't. Yeah, That's I will. I Trust <laughs> me, I will. You can tell them anything else. Don't tell yeah. them that I was credibility. Exactly. Yeah, see, Darren is over here trying to make me look Throw bad. Throw the bus and yeah, back up. Like, yeah, like, don't do that. <laughs> well, thanks, Danny. Really Thank appreciate you, your time. Thank you, Thank you, Ben. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you all so much. Have a good rest of the week.